0: hey guys my name is grace and thank you so much for joining us on living life gracefully the podcast this is episode two of the back to basics series so if you haven't already check out last week's episode where we discussed all things grace this is what is love topic of today is what is love for everyone that i'm doing this with to introduce themselves so my name is deborah and currently I'm a math student at university and also I'd like to shout out All Things Christian. <laughs> we love to
1: see it, we love to see it. All Things Christian on Instagram. Um, I'm Nosa, um, I'm, two, I'm a student at Warwick and I study film and literature. Shout out to my mum for giving birth to me. Oh, we love to see you. We love to
2: see it. My name is Victor Ayola Sasanya. I'm also a student at Warwick studying economics and industrial organisation. And I guess I just want to shout out my personal brand, you know, follow me on Instagram at Victor Sasanya for motivation and just, you know, personal development tips.
3: Hey guys, my name's Demi. I'm also a student at Warwick. I study history. And since we're all doing shoutouts, I guess I'll shout out my makeup page, Glam by Dem. Follow me and everything. Thank you.
4: Uh, I'm David. I'm about to start studying marketing and PR at uh, Coventry Uni. What are I going to shout out? How uh, do I love to shout out? Hillsong Church. That's it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's go. Hillsong Dive Dem in the car. Come on. Okay, so yeah, that, those are my guests for today. We're just going to be having really candid conversations. I'm really excited for today's episode. I don't know how you're listening to this or like if someone sent it to you, but I believe that we serve an intentional God. I don't believe it's by mistake that you're listening to this. So I just really hope that you're blessed. And before we start, I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Um, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you're with us today, that you just speak through us, that literally all of you and none of us, in my name Jesus, I pray. Amen. Guys, because the topic of today is what is love? I just thought I would start with a little icebreaker. Today's icebreaker is worship song or love song. So the first one is I Will Sing of Your Love. I can't. Worship, get song. worship,
1: worship, song. Song. <laughs> worship song. Worship song. Worship
3: song. Jeez, oh, you know, fast. I say
1: okay. oh. very fast.
4: <laughs> Okay. Worship song okay. straight
0: away. Let me go into the second one. You're all I want. You're all I've ever needed. Worship song. Worship song. Oh Yo, wow, wow, I i want... Worship, oh, <laughs> worship songs, <laughs> no. sorry. Okay, am um, I'm good at worship
1: songs. second one. Oh, third one rather. A sloppy wet kiss And my heart turns violently. Um, worship song. Worship song. Worship okay, song. what's the consensus? Uh, uh, we're we're a you have to see Poppy, it. Fuck you, wet kiss Emma. Wait, a wet kiss? Na, 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 yeah, yeah I'm, it is, it's a worship song. <laughs> worship song. Like Apple, isn't
0: it? Yeah. 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 I, thought, I really thought it would throw people off. Okay, you lot are good. Okay. Last one. Oh, actually, we have two more. Questions. So, what is love if it's not guaranteed?
3: Love oh, song. Uh, no, song. song. Okay, love, right. song, yeah.
0: love song, yeah. Okay, you lot are doing good. You're doing well, good. I'm, I'm you. Okay, last one. I will sing of your love forever.
3: Worship song. Worship, worship song. Worship song. Worship
0: song. Worship. I thought you already did that. Or maybe no, not. no, that was a different one. Okay, oh, fair enough.
2: Yeah. Okay, well done, guys. Wow. I hey, David carried the team, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't realize I made it that easy. Okay, cool. So, number one question. So, obviously, the topic for today is what is love? So, I just want to ask you guys like, what is love to you? Because, obviously, our standard as Christians is the love of God. So, when I think of the love of God, I think of how God sent Jesus Christ to us and like John 3 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so I think that love is a choice because he had that choice to be able to give us Jesus Christ because the moment that Adam and Eve sinned and they gave into temptation he had the choice to just say do you know what it is that you lot disobeyed me in the first place so I Mm. there's no real reason that I should continue but instead he came up with this fantastic amazing like he literally like this master plan of like the redemption story and mm-hmm. how he gave us Jesus Christ in the new covenant ETC. So, I don't know, I think of love as a choice but not just saying love, but him actually, so he, for God's love the world. So he loved us and then there was an action after it. So he gave us his only son. So That's how I sort of think of love. But what about you guys?
3: I love what you said about like, love is a choice because um, as much as God loves us, we have a choice to either accept that love Or just ignore it or to um, reciprocate that love and Mm. so I think that is the choice that we have as humans because there are so many people in this world that maybe know of God in some way but they choose just to ignore it or they don't choose to um, reciprocate it and us being Christians we have chosen to accept it and then show that same love to other people as well so yeah Yeah. that was my thought. Mm.
2: Mm, same. I think I agree. Like I think love is when I think of love, right? It's like I think everything. Like the, the root of all evil for me, I feel like it stems from a lack of love, because like you said, in the sense that, like, what is love? God is love. You know, God. God loved us first, and he, even that like in in like the commandment to know to love your God, and the second one equally is important to love your neighbors. So it's kind of like what I see is a repeating pattern of love. And, and when, it, when it comes down to, you know, when people say love is kind, I think that's just like poetry. And when I really thought about it, it, it actually boils down to what Demi's saying in the sense that love is a, a choice. And once you choose to love, I feel like you find some sort of eternal peace. Like you can love somebody, but can love people that hate you. Does that make sense? For me, love is just like, is that is the key to everything.
0: So I love how you literally just touched on first Corinthians 13 because that when I think about that when I think about love I just think about like love is patient love is kind it doesn't envy it doesn't boast it isn't proud it doesn't honor others it isn't self-seeking to me that sets the standards quite high like really high because that like, oh wow so it's not based on any of our emotions at all but it's actually like a choice like I said before so what do you think makes God's love different to our love
4: I think what makes God's love Different to our love is that we're, our love is a response to what God has done. Like God didn't respond. Like His love is not responding to when he done. His love is the first move. And as you said previously about how, like, even though we sinned, Adam and Eve sinned, and then kind of like threw God's love back in His face, He didn't let that be a catalyst for what He was going to do. He's still in love regardless. And I think that's what makes it different is that God's love is not predicated in anything that we do, we've done, or we will do, or any of that. It's the fact that that's just who He is. You know, it's like saying, it's like, I'm David. Like, no matter what anyone does or says or tries to conjure up, it doesn't change the fact that that's who I am and that's who God is. So even though, like, even though, like, he gets angry and other things happen, his innate nature is love. And that's the that's the creation of his being, so he can't change that. And then that's what makes it different. But for us, most of us, we love from a point of view of, okay, I love you because of this or I love you because of that or, like, you know, I choose to love you. You know, God didn't really choose to love us that makes sense. He just is it. Um and then uh yeah, I think that's 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 what I think. I
0: agree with David. It's coming back to agape love, like unconditional love, sacrificial love. Like God loves us no matter what. Like if you think of Paul, like he was a persecutor of Christians and then he turned into a servant of God. Like if God can forgive that, can you imagine that us as Christians, we have like or Christians or like people like flesh basically, we can't see past that bad thing, even though we're supposed to emulate Christ, emulate God, it's kind of hard to separate the emotion from the act, so it's just so amazing how God can, what do you call it, just love us no matter what, and I just think that's just cool. Yeah, no, for real, it's such a crazy thought. I think of God's love, and it's just like, genuinely unconditional like you said it's agape love it's a sacrifice i don't know it just goes back to think like wow i wish i could love like that like obviously that is our aim to love like god but love without condition not on how you make me feel but because it's who i am because love is a characteristic of god it is who god is like you couldn't think if god wasn't loving it would undermine him as god and it would just make him human beings like us but i just think the fact that he loved us enough to give us jesus christ to give us a second chance but what the craziest bit to me is that he loved us enough to give us Jesus just with the possibility that we might accept him like he didn't know 100% we would accept him because a lot of uh, like do you know what I mean like there are so many people that aren't believing so many people that don't believe in Jesus and he was willing to die and sacrifice his entire life for just the possibility of the one and I just find that so so crazy so going into the third question so what do you think the barrier the biggest barrier of love is for you so it says in matthew 22 you should love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind so what do you think that like, the biggest barrier for you to be able to do
1: that is i would say pride but not pride in the conventional way not pride in, um i think i'm better than you so i don't love you like that but pride in the sense that i feel like pride actually seeps into our hearts in ways that we don't even expect and it becomes a barrier like how we actually how we actually view ourselves like we make little compromises in the sense that oh it's okay I'm a nice person oh oh, it's okay like I've done this like I don't know I was thinking the other day about how when we start to reduce God's standard and when we start to like accept some of the things that we're going through as oh it's just human like we actually don't walk in the totality of how God wants us to walk in so if you're just like oh yeah I gave money to um I don't know I gave money to charity and like God is telling you to love somebody in a different way. You can feel the Holy Spirit prompting you, but you choose not to. That's pride, basically. That's that's elevating yourself above the standard that God has for you, and that is the biggest hindrance for life. I think for me, yeah, that's probably something that.
2: I think that part when it says you know love your love love your God with all your heart. I think one of the biggest barriers is that, as like you know as um, earthly fleshy human beings, is that we can actually occupy some of that heart space to love earthly things. Because like, when you just say the word love straight away, I don't know if it's, I'll speak for myself, but what comes to mind is like two different types of love. You know, straight away one that's like you know relationship sexual type, and one that's kind of like brotherly and sister sort of like love and when, when it's like, love your God, yes, I love God. But I feel sometimes it's kind of like we can get so trapped where we don't give, like, God needs to be at the center of our lives, right? We need to, all our love for, like, our, our parents, families, anyone else in the equation should flow out of God's love for us, right? I feel like we can just get um, kind of sidetracked or kind of distracted with earthly things. And, like, again, then it, then it comes down from love, or lust so where now you know and it's not just physical this can be objects this can be money this can be a certain role job position a certain title this can just be this can be anything so where we can now get um kind of distracted where we tend to love those things a bit more it takes away that fully concentrate on loving God with all your heart if that makes sense or that's why I feel like sometimes gets the the best in me and and also just that yeah just just knowing you know, I guess how to love God. I think that's another question that, you know, if I ask somebody, how do you love God? Some people may say they, they love God through loving his creation, through loving others, through doing godly acts. Some may say they love God through worship. They love God through. So I guess, like, we have to figure that one out as well.
0: Yeah, no, for real. I love you, how do you love God? Because I think for me, like, I just love God through obeying his commandments and just by respecting him, but, like, not. And, like, I know everyone says, like, fear of God, but, like, not. I'm scared of God, but like reverence, and just being able to, see. it's me that you made and you were able to like take the chance on me. So I'm gonna, do you know what I mean? Like me too, I'm gonna take the chance on you because at the end of the day, if you think about it like that, then it's a lot easier to reconcile like our emotions and stuff so even when I'm not feeling like praying to God, even when I'm not feeling like worshiping, it's like I have a choice to make and equally he, he had a choice to make. So obviously it's a lot easier said than done but that's what I would say like how do I love God or how do I choose to love God
4: one of the biggest barriers is the flesh part of our existence like the fact that we're in this body and I think that always we'll always stand as a barrier us loving God with all our hearts and loving anyone with all our hearts and it's important because I feel like for me I've always every time I do something that I feel like you know oh I sinned or something I was like oh God is angry at me and I messed up and then I feel like I've let God down in my love for him but uh, now come to realize that that's not it like I, as my mind, as much as I try my hardest to love going on my heart, and like my intent is there. I think that that's one of the bigger pictures, you know, where is, where, because the Bible always says, you know, where is your heart? That's one of the key things in the Bible, where is your heart, you know, and if my heart and my main attention and focus is God first and loving him and his kingdom purpose and all that kind of stuff, I will mess up. I will sometimes put, you know, playing football, maybe over like Bible study or something, or sometimes I will put like, I don't know. I don't know what people do nowadays. I'm an old man. Uh, but things that people do over other things that, you know, other you know, that, that, that God would require for me to do. And someone can look at that and be like, well, you don't love God. But then, no, it's not. It's just that I, I'm a human being, so I will mess up. There'll be times where I would, you know, neglect what I'm meant to do. That doesn't mean I love God any less than, you know, I did the day before. It just means that I'm a work in progress. Um, but I feel like it's just the main thing about loving God, in my opinion, is just the intentionality of how you do it, and that's the whole work of the whole thing about being a Christian. It's like your intention behind everything. Are you posting on social media, or are you speaking to people about it because you feel like you have to, or are you doing it because you genuinely want to? Is it like a stirring in your heart that's like, okay? You know what? Let's get the good news out there. Let me spend time with God. Let me do this with God. Let me do that with God. Or are you doing it because if you're like, mm, if I don't do it, people say I'm not a Christian? You know? So it's all about your with your walk with God it's about intention. He's looking at your heart. He's not looking at the posts or the likes or the people you speak to. He's looking at why you're doing it. Um, and I feel like the why is always important with everything we do with God. Like, why are you doing it? Um, I don't know if I've just gone completely off topic, but then, uh yeah, that's, that's what I think, yeah.
0: No, what you said was genuinely so good. Like, the why about it? He looks at your heart attitude. Like, about the intentionality. I'm going to speak about intentionality a bit later, but yeah, no. Genuinely, like, I feel like on my journey of faith, the word that just keeps popping up for me is intentionality. Like, me just being able to see how intentional God is has just made me really realize how much He really does love me. Because I don't know, I was thinking of like this, this definitely leads to the next question. But I was thinking about how, like, okay, cool, I've grown up a Christian all of my life, but I genuinely used, to, like, when I was growing up, I genuinely used to feel like God was really selective with His love. Like, I genuinely used to feel like He hated me. I don't know why, like, obviously, I'm thinking back now, and I was just a bit dramatic, but. Um, like I don't know for example like when we were younger and we were doing like 11 pluses and stuff I didn't get into the same school as Mercy those that don't know, Mercy's my twin sister. So yeah, we didn't get into the same school. I just used to think, like, genuinely, does God actually hate me? Like, why would he do this? But only now am I seeing, oh my gosh, he was so intentional. Because if I had gone to the same school as Mercy, I wouldn't have been able to make this step. I wouldn't be able to make that step. And I wouldn't be where I am today. And it's just about, for me, the part of God's love that strikes me, that strikes me the most is just his intentionality. How he just thinks everything through. He makes no mistakes. Like, that is just so far greater than anything that I could have ever, ever thought of and that's yeah that's definitely like, the craziest part to me of god's love but yeah into the next question is the a journey of being able to understand god's love we can't really truly ever like properly understand it but what would you say to someone who is struggling to grasp understand god's love because was there a stand-up moment for you that made you start on the journey so obviously i just shared a bit about how my stand-up moment was like i just began to see God's intentionality in everything, but like, what about you guys? Was there something in particular that struck out to you? Intentionality.
4: Um, I think because I did a year of in schooling in London, and that was when I joined Hillsong. And I think that was the moment for me—the first service—and I was like, "Oh, God does actually love me." There was a song that was being sang, and, and I don't know—it was—it was a weird, like, very spiritual moment for me. And it might not make sense to a lot of people, but that moment in time, I just cause the graphics on the screen was like a dove flying and like all this colourful explosions going about. And it just and I just felt God say to me in that moment that hey like that that's just like all your worries and all your fears just like blowing away like it doesn't matter. And that was when I started to feel like you know God loved me and stuff. Um, and what I would say to someone that's actually struggling with understanding if God loves them is don't worry about that. Like don't worry about if God loves you because he does. Like that's that's not your concern. Like there's nothing I feel like when we start worrying about does God love me does God not love me, that's when we start trying to work out and start saying, okay, let me do this to get God's love, let me do that, and that's wrong. You know, so don't worry about whether or not God loves you because he does. Like not, nothing can change that. You know, the Bible says, if he loved you when you were a sinner, how can he hate you now that you're a saint? Like there's nothing you can do that's gonna change the fact that he loves you. So what you should focus on is showing back that love to him and that 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 takes shape in different ways that could be you know in serving that could be in reading the bible that could be in you know a host a host of other things of things that you can do you know that's 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 where it is so don't don't worry about if he loves you because he does like he's loved you before you were born like the bible says like you know before you were formed in the mother's womb i knew you you know some people say god says i love you in that part like you know it's like he's always loved you and he will always love you um, but I think that's the problem with a lot of Christians. Like, with me, I find myself saying, okay, does God love me? Like, does God love me? I did this as he still love me. And it's understanding that nothing David can do can ever change that, you know. Um, and if there was something I could do that could change it, then that would kind of diminish his power, if that made sense. That's a whole other conversation. Um, but, like, yeah, that's just my two cents.
2: Can I quickly bounce off of that, David? Because literally, when you said that um, I've had a similar experience and in the shower and there was just one song like it, it just takes one song to change your life literally just takes one song but there's one song that i really resonated with it and i feel like in that moment what, what i'll add on to it is that this act of surrendering it even it even links with pride a bit i feel like as christians right you know when they said um you know uh, what's that what's that um so like faith without works So a lot of us love love to be in control and be like, oh, no, but we have to work, we have to work, right? And especially, like, as men, I'll say as men, as males, right, we have, like, some sort of, we want to be in control. That's just as men. We want to be in control of things, control of our lives, control of how things go. And that act of surrender is, um, I wouldn't say it's easier for females, but maybe for men it's a bit like, hmm, like, can I just give it all? And I remember, like, literally, I think in order to, like, for you to really show appreciation to God and that love is just to like surrender, just to like, literally you can just get on the floor, lay out and just say, you know what? I am no longer in control. This is you. I'm not in control. Work within me. Like one of the prayers I always say is that, Lord, let me be a blessing to bless others. I always say, that's one of the prayers I say, let me be a blessing to bless others or let me be that vessel to fill me up. And I guess obviously it doesn't mean instantly God's going to use you because he needs to prepare you. He needs to know that you're ready for the work um, and you're ready for his purpose. But I feel like just surrendering, that's like, that's just number one, just making sure that get rid of the pride. um, You know, like everybody slips up, you know, we're all, we're all sinners, but essentially we're trying to be more Christ. Like that's the whole purpose. You know, we're trying to be followers of Christ. So when we do slip up, just, just surrendering and say, you know, look, God use me. I'm not perfect. And, that's how I feel the love generally that's how I know that God loves me and like you said we shouldn't even worry because we like he does it's not even something we can change but um I guess to just appreciate it back is to just surrender
3: I know throughout education I feel like all of us going through probably like a levels uni stuff like that the amount of stress from my head was too much and so um during like a levels i just remember there was one day i was sitting on the bus and i had history coursework handing in that week and when i say that (laughs) like i was actually going through a lot i was really going through a lot and then i just i was just listening to music and i was just crying because it was just too much but then when i say that i just closed my eyes and i just felt jesus's presence with me there and he's like The exact words he said was just, I'm here with you. I'm holding your hand. And then, like, wipe away your tears. I'm always going to be here for you. And, like, when I say in every single moment in my life that I feel like I'm going to struggle or I feel like I'm failing or I'm down, I just remember that. And then he's still here holding my hand. And he's going to take me through this whole life thing. Like, whatever I go through, he's always, always there. And it's not even just me. He's there for every single one of us. So I would say... I I know God's love because in every single moment that I'm down,
1: he's always there to lift me back up. I love what David was talking about, like the whole um, basically receiving his love and then like basically surrendering to his love as well. Um, I would say I remember one time that, like, I, you know you pray a prayer, but you know that you're not the one who was praying the prayer. I was on the bus as well. Maybe there's something on the bus that just brings down the spirit of the Lord. For <laughs> real,
3: for real. I
1: <laughs> I was on the bus as well. I like, I was, huh?
2: I said, get me on that bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was on the bus at uh, the 99. I was going to school, I remember, in the morning, and I just recently, like, Decided to be serious about God and that, so then I just remember the holy, like literally, it was not me praying this prayer prayer. I Remember God, like, putting on my heart, like, and as soon as I just, before I noticed, I just opened my mouth and I was like, God, help me to love you, help me to love you, help me to love you, and like, I kept on praying that. I literally, I prayed it for the whole journey, and like, I kept on praying it. That season of like my Christianity was just the best season of my Christianity because I genuinely felt the love of God, like so immeasurably and i was able to express that love back to god um i feel like my the the main thing i always think about i think this idea of like trying to stay in the love of god like it's not just something you deal with when you just come to salvation like every single step of your walk sorry with Christ you're always trying to stay calibrated you're always trying to stay you're always trying to say like I feel like Victor what you was saying before about keeping God at the center I feel like you're always trying to stay centered in God's love you're always trying to stay aligned to God's love so like for me it's always been a thing of praying to God for help because number one I know myself I know myself I don't have love for anybody <laughs> for my, my mom like my parents like I literally I struggle to actually like I love a lot like a lot of people but to show the love that God wants is like nah it's too much bro like let's change it so I feel like when you haven't received that love for yourself when you haven't received it for your own heart like that can only actually even come by being still the Bible talks a lot of times about be still and know um you know with his love he'll calm your fears that's a Bible verse I really like or like it just talks a lot about being still and I personally feel like that's because God knows that the human heart is so anxious and unless we're actually still and unless we actually pray to him to help us we'll never be able to love him so yeah that's my personal
2: yeah that's good that's good I want to quickly add on to that so like yeah in terms of staying in his love I feel like as well it's also like good to mention that you know when we want to stay in his love but I was talking about how you know I think it's somewhere somewhere in the bible but you know the fruits of the flesh and the fruits of the spirit but, see, this is where we need to be intentional about actually trying to walk in the Spirit. Because if we are sinning, like, intentionally, you know, like, sometimes things have a hold on us, like, it has a grip on us. And, you know, we have, we have, we have, I believe we have a trace as well. If we're not perfect, we have a trace. But I feel like when we're trying to actually walk with, like, fruits of the flesh, like, when we're trying to walk, I don't think then it's, like, harder for us to stay in God's love. Because, like, the Holy Spirit won't stay where, you know, where essentially where you're not trying to walk, you know, be of the Spirit. Does that make sense? So like that's because that's something I noticed Because for example, you know, when you sin, sometimes you actually may feel guilty that, like, oh, I'm not good enough now, or oh, I've done this, I'm not good enough. But that's because you know you may have actually been intentional about doing that. When you kind of like slip up, it's not the same guilt trip. It's just it's like it's kind of. You want to move closer towards God, and that's when you know, with the Holy Spirit, you crucify your your flesh, and it, you kind of then be on a constant journey into staying into in God's love, staying in His in His presence, etc.
0: Oh, you lot are just dropping so many gems, but. Well, no, I like how you said about how you have to crucify yourself. So it's like I was even saying over the weekend and just like I was in the conversation with um, my cousin Tyra yesterday and I was just saying about how it's a thing that like, you need, to <laughs> you just need to daily, like daily invite the Holy Spirit. in. It's, it literally just starts with daily, like it's an everyday thing. And like, I think for me, if I make that decision to daily invite the Holy Spirit in, I'm not really that, it just makes it easier for me not to think that I'm bound to my flesh for example like the fruits of the spirit and stuff I feel like if I don't say oh holy spirit just like, like I know the holy spirit's living inside of me but if I don't say that like, holy spirit just come in today like come into my life just direct my path today then it's even great I just find it so much easier not to be angry I find it so much easier to be patient because it's like okay cool I'm being intentional about it okay cool so next question is what would you say the hardest part of loving others is? Loving people, Jesus Christ. So I know we've already spoken about it before, but like Matthew 22, where it speaks about love the Lord, your God with all of your heart. The next part of that is love your neighbours as yourself. So I don't know, the question I'm posing to you guys is, do you think it's a thing? I don't know, we don't really see love in our society too tough because maybe people perhaps don't love themselves enough or like do think it's something else. Um, I think that's interesting because recently I've been listening to a lot of sermons and they've been saying that um, that people may find it hard to love their neighbour is because they don't have the self-love intact first. When I was growing up, I usually neglected that side of the love thy neighbour. I just thought, maybe if I love my neighbour, then I'll be able to love myself instead of I need to work on myself, know that God loves me, God is love, I need to look towards him and work on myself, walk in my purpose and try to love myself and then with that love that I have in myself, I'll be able to love other people unconditionally and with the same love that Jesus Christ gives us. So I think it's an interesting Bible scripture.
4: Okay yeah, the uh, the, the conversation about loving yourself and then loving, I, I was speaking about this with someone like months ago and uh, one thing we were talking about was how the whole thing, you can't love someone if you don't love yourself, you can't give what you don't have um, and it was we boiled it down to like, you know if you in order to love yourself you have to understand how God loves you and so we were having this conversation about if you heard someone say something bad about you would it affect you? And I was like, well it depends on who the person is, like if it's a random person, I don't really care what you think, but then if it's someone that I'm you know, sort of close to or I consider a friend or like I'm in a relationship with, then if you say something negative about me, that would hurt me God, you know, I, can't, I value your opinion. Um, and then that we now started to look at it with the, um, in the context of God. And like, so wh- why is it that when, even though God has said all these positive things about us, when he's meant to be the ultimate friend and whatever, 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 we struggle to believe that. And I, 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 I don't have the answer to that, but I feel like it's understanding, when you understand what God has said and you hold onto that, that is the only compliment or belief system that you're let, letting into your heart and into your mind then you'll find it easier to love people. Um, our love for people is because God has loved us first. That's why we can love people. We don't have it in ourselves to genuinely love people. Like, like we said, the heart of man is desperately wicked. So we don't generally have it in us to love people. The only reason why we can actually step out of like our comfort zone of wickedness and you know not loving people is because God has done that and he's shown that to us. And the way we can love ourselves to love people is understanding what he's done for us. And, what he thinks about us. So and I, I feel like even if it means like just Googling all the blessings and all the compliments God says about you in the Bible and reciting it over and over again to yourself every morning, still it becomes your reality. Do it. You know, because if you tell a child, you tell their ah, oh, you're a superman, that kid believes it straight away because they don't have any doubt coming into their, into their head. But the, and that's because like they're younger, obviously. But we're older, we're more mature. We are now, we have now been prone to listen to voices that are in our faces or like, from social media and all that. So sometimes we have to actually take a step back, open up that Bible, and like just start prophesying and say saying, saying what God has said over and over again to get our spirit, and mind, our soul, and our body to uh, to believe it until it becomes our reality. Like um there's a word for it prophetic declaration, I think that's what it is. Um but you have to you have to do that. If we look at the old testament, God has loved he said, for God still loved the whole world. Like it, it didn't specify when he started loving and when he stopped loving because he loved throughout that whole period of when there wasn't new Christianity and all that. But then even if you look at it, all the people that worked with God, he loved all of them. And even people that didn't work with him, he loved all of them. But how many people did he actually call friend? I can count, I think David and, and, and Abraham. Only two people. So if we look at it, I can love every single person, but I don't have to say Jack Robinson to anyone. Like I honestly don't. As long as my and things, as long as my heart is in the right place, as long as I'm not hating you and I'm not wishing bad on you, that's all that matters. As long as I'm like, because recently someone really upset me and I was so angry at this person. Like it took me a long time until I had a conversation with a friend and it was like, have you forgiven the person? I was like, Yeah, maybe I need to do that. So even if it's like forgiving them and saying, Okay, no, I don't care about what happens in your life, I don't care anything about you. But I forgive you and I love you. You know that's fine. Like if you need my help, I wouldn't go out of my way to help you. But you know, if if I was faced with the opportunity to actually help you, I might. You know, you get what I mean. That's a bit that's a bit bad, but you get what I mean, though. Um, so yeah, that's just uh, my whole two cents on the whole
1: thing.
0: Yeah, no, I respect your transparency. I can't lie. But yeah, you definitely said a lot of stuff that made so much sense. Like I was definitely just thinking, word, word, word. No, that was so that was so good about, like, you just have to love people from afar. It's not a thing you have to be boys with every one. And that also comes down to the love yourself. Do you love yourself enough not to just give in to anyone? Yeah, it's very good that you said that. Question to you guys. Do you think there's, like, a thin line between holding someone accountable but still being able to show them love? So how how do you guys navigate that?
2: Okay, cool. I think it's, it's similar to what David said, but I feel like this is where you have to use a bit of wisdom, right? Because um, now I'm, the, I'm the same as David. i not council culture, but I don't... If someone's done me wrong, or I know you're not good for for the soul, like I will cut some ties. But I think when it comes to showing the love, like I feel like it's very important we actually, so if someone's done us wrong, and this is the hard thing about actually being Christians, because one, we have to love our enemies. Two, we have to forgive their sins as God forgave our sins. So it's kind of like, it's hard, but I feel like we have to show that godly love. So that's a different type of like that's when I think of godly love, I'm thinking of I'm loving you because you're my king's creation. Like you're God's creation. That's why I'm loving you. You know, you're you're like me, like he created us. Does that make sense? I don't think anybody you know is here by accident he created us obviously people who are trained up in different ways people depart from you know his teachings and xyz but I feel like yeah so I feel like in terms of like holding them accountable and it all depends because there's there's one scripture in the Bible but I'm not you know a massive Bible scholar I can't remember where but it, it talks about if you see like your brother and sister sinning kind of like if you don't try to correct them the blood's on your hands so it's a thing where it's like, also, if I see someone doing part of the church, essentially, or or trying to, you know, walk in, in 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 the faith, it's a thing where you've got to show them that godly love, but also show them that, you know, through through the way I am trying to walk with Christ.
0: So, like, more generally, like, I don't know, when your friend is doing something you don't necessarily agree with, um, how do you distinguish between, like, loving them and judging
1: them? I feel like when it comes to assessing how you're going to forgive somebody that is precast by you assessing the level of offense that you're at and I think offense is something that is just it's so it's so complex but it's so integral to the Christian walk because it's God literally Jesus tells us so many I don't remember there's a specific verse but he's like don't get offended it's like I think it was the MSG he was like don't get offended don't get offended when offense basically gets in the way that creates a barrier in your heart that it's hard to for you to forgive other people. So I feel like offense is a very dangerous um thing. But like when it's a close friend and when it's like keeping that close friend accountable, I would say that uh, personally, I don't know, I've never snipped anybody off before this burning bridge. Like I don't know, like my none of my bridges have burned. Like maybe they've everyone has been distant, but I don't feel like I have the confidence to come to somebody's face and be like, I don't want you to be your friend anymore. Ha! <laughs> I'll cry so I've never done that to anybody before but there's definitely people in my life I'm looking at right now I'm just like you should be here but I'll just leave you you know Jesus you know hopefully by the grace of God you'll turn around when it comes to like correcting people I'm coming now to be more confident in telling people actually you hurt me actually in this area you actually um what you said hurt me so I feel like that in itself is correction i don't know what we want to do as christians sometimes i'm just looking like what is actually our goal is our goal to be god and execute the justice of god on people or is it to just like just tell people basically let people know because for me that's 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 where forgiveness can happen if it's like you hurt me but i forgive you i've already come if i'm coming to open my mouth to tell you that you've hurt me i've already i already have to have made the decision to forgive you like my forgiveness can't be dependent on the response you get you give back to me so personally unless you tell your friend like oh um you hurt me for me that's like accountability um clinical that's everything in one that's everything like you just, what else do you want me to say you hurt me finish if you're if you do if you don't say sorry about that that's cool then probably be i've never had anybody that i've come to say you've hurt me and they've said um, no i didn't that's a stupid anyways that's an interesting individual. So. I personally feel like well you don't need to. I don't know. I don't feel like I need to go out and be doing policeman to everybody. Everybody has their brain. Everybody has their own intellect. So if you come to somebody and you've just leveled with them, I feel like that's you've done your accountability. You've done everything. You've paid your tax. You've done everything in one. So
0: okay. Yeah. Cool. So we are gonna round up. But just before we do, I have one last question for you, or just like one thing for you guys to say. So what's one piece of advice you can give people on how to love more in our everyday life?
1: People in your inner circle. Like, if it comes to loving people that are around you, find out how they want to be loved. I really kind of get a bit tired when people try to force their own kind of love on me, like, because I know my own love language, do you know what I mean? And like, I know myself, I know how I love to be loved. Like, for example, I really like acts of service. Like, when people do things for me, like, even when my mom used to make me pack lunch as a child, I literally used to cry because I was so happy. So I love, like, little things like that. They make me so happy. But when you're trying to, like, force gifts down my throat or... I don't know. It's it's with good intentions and like what we we're saying, like God looks at the heart, isn't it? But when it comes to people in your inner circle and people you know you're gonna be seeing repeatedly, find out how they wanna be loved, like if that is like by asking them or whatever. Um I can't speak for strangers, so um like if anybody wants to take over that side, how to love
2: strangers. I mean, I think mine's like pretty standard box and you hear it, is just be nice. And I think that's something that I've picked up over over the years. I mean, I, I was not like I was never a mean guy, but I just didn't have time for you. I didn't have a lot of energy or time for a lot of people. But I feel like just by being nice, like, again, and when I think about being nice, I just think about just Christ, essentially. Like, you just, you know, if, if it feels walking like someone, you know, it's of, sort it's of like, this person is very nice. So I feel like, and that could be, through the, the love languages, through literally act of service, um, gifts, or I don't even know the other three. I need to do my research. But um, just just be nice, essentially, to every, everybody you encounter with. So someone can be like, you know, in fact, this is something that someone's talked to me about. So, like, just by being nice, you can kind of share. There's something different about this person. And that's just by, you know, being nice and, and emulating Christ, essentially.
3: Yeah, I was going to say from that as well, being nice and that, being available as well, um, making yourself available for um, other people. And then um, I would say loving strangers is hard because not everybody's perfect, like you yourself when you're not perfect. But um, don't focus on people's faults and look, find, if you, if you can't see, then find something to say, oh, okay, you've done this or you're this or you're that or I love you because you're God's creation like you're not perfect um nobody else is perfect but sometimes it's hard to see oh why should i love this person because they're all this they're all that but um don't focus on the fault uh, of that person but focus on the fact that they're god's creation and, and you should love them unconditionally
0: yeah um i think it's as simple as treat others as you would want to be treated just like that I used to hear that in primary school and like it's actually really true like just treat others like you'd want to be treated like if someone does something to you do you want would if you were that person would you want them to would you want that person to shout at you no like just treat others as you want to be treated and also like be that friend that you'd want to have it's all it's always about working on yourself like everyone screams like oh my friend doesn't talk to me a lot like she doesn't check up on me and what well, are you checking up on your friend in lockdown it's also being that friend that you would want to have so that's all i have to say
4: i don't know i feel yeah like everyone said like you know um being i think everyone's already said it i feel like i was gonna have to reiterate what everyone said it's just loving i think it's loving people the way God loves them I like, we love people the way God loves them not having a, like as Nussle said before, like a prejudged notion about this person, like, even though, whatever it is, like, I love you for who and what you are, you know, and and I think that's what's important, is like, even in, in all of our Christianity, like, people love with a comma, like, I love you until, oh, I love you because, or I love you but, um, and I think it's, it's loving people in spite, regardless, even though, and that's how God wants us to love, you know, and it's, it's, um, uh, it's a bit tricky. <laughs> it's a bit tricky. Uh, but then I think, as was, you said already, like, I don't have to friends with you, but I would love you regardless of what happens in your life or where you are in your life or what stage you are on. And it's just extending that hand that you know, God extended to us. And there's a whole analogy about the cross and all of this. Uh, like, you know, God's arms are outstretched wide for us. And then it's like the cross is like that way and it's up and down so it's like the up and down notion is god's love and relationship towards us and like this part my point is this like love people the way god loves you and that is despite everything you are in spite of what you've done and even though you do things god still loves you and that's how we should love people and uh yeah that's pretty much all i can
0: say guys this has been so so good i love literally everything you just said and david it just reminded me of how before you were saying about book from Hillsong where she made a video and she was saying about how you have to remember your life BC so as in like before Christ so I think for me that's just like my tip on how to love other people just remember that we were, if i compare myself to who i was five days ago i'm not the same person i am today so i need to extend grace onto other people and just love other people like everyone said just love others as you would love yourself and if you treat other people how we want to treat others this is just a journey of us being able to learn how to love ourselves it's a journey of me being able to say okay cool i love myself because i'm god's creation and god made to me and i'm going to st- extend that love onto other people so yeah it's definitely about extending grace but anyway guys today has been great thank you guys so much Live life, praise for me Live life, praise for me Live life Thank you guys for joining me on this episode of Living Life Gracefully, the podcast. That was what is love. I had so, so much fun editing and recording this episode. Check us out on our website at www.livinglifegracefully.co.uk. But until then, remain blessed and see you next week.